what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Hello, hello. We are going to dive right into an interesting topic, as you can tell by the title, a negativity fast. You could think of this like a judgment detox or just a cleansing of your energy or your spiritual atmosphere, your environment, however you want to view it, but really powerful. So we're going to give you today some practical tools that you can implement so that you can actually initiate a negativity fast in your own life. And I recommend starting with 30 days. It's just a great number for a challenge and to really get into a new discipline of guarding your mouth (laughs) and really paying attention to what is coming out of your mouth. So this word today If you're new, what we do here, we bring truth, right, and practical wisdom that you can integrate into your life so that you can really bear much fruit, right? So in the nature of spirit feel real talk, the truth that is really backing this word is Proverbs 18.21, which says, The tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit, okay? So literally, life and death are in the power of your tongue. Okay, so we're, this is why it's so important to pay attention to a negativity fast and really note also the, the changes that you experience in your life as you detox from negativity. Super powerful. I would just be curious to know what you notice, okay? So check this out. Here are a couple of things that when I check in with folks, when we're on coaching calls, when I'm working with them, in holding them accountable to getting some really amazing results and stewarding transformation in their lives, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I hear things like, I'm sick and tired of this, this is killing me, it drives me nuts, I'm so stupid, shame on me, shame on you, that scared me to death, this is driving me crazy, you make me sick, I'm... I can't do anything right. I just can't believe it, right? So when you hear expressions like this, or even when I'm hearing expressions like this, they seem harmless, right? Like if you're in conversation with somebody and they're talking like this, you might overlook what they're saying and just be like, nah, that's totally normal, right? They seem simply harmless, right? However, (laughs) they are negative. They are negative, okay? So when you think about that, we, we actually, Matthew tells us, Matthew 12, 36 says that we're going to give an account for every idle word that we speak. And so although these are seemingly harmless, they're often idle words, meaning we're saying them without thinking and we're speaking out of our mouths power, 
right? Power onto positivity or power onto negativity, right? So it's not that verse, right? Giving an account for every idle word that we speak. That's not to evoke fear in us, but it's a truth to let us know that our words have tremendous influence. So if you're a leader, if you're an influencer, side note, you're an influencer, (laughs) whether you're aware of it or intentional about it or not, right? This is particularly important as far as your impact is concerned, okay? And anybody who is really unaware of their power speaks idle words, okay? And it's it's not it's it's idle and sometimes it can be careless too. All right? So, think about this. Word curses, right? It says that that life and death are in the power of the tongue. That means that out of our mouth, we can speak life or death. And out of our mouth, we can speak or release a word curse, just like we can speak blessings, right? The same mouth that speaks curses can also speak blessings. So it's really important to bridle your tongue. The example that they use in the word is like a a horse that has a bit in its mouth, right? Training yourself is is getting to the place where you don't need that like bit in your mouth, right? And you don't have to be to really have to go through a lot of steering. Like you just have that initiative to train your mouth in the way that you want it to go, right? So that you can see the fruit of your words in your life. So here is what a curse is. A curse is a negative force that adversely affects an individual, families, groups of people, or geographical locations, okay? So similar to those harmless expressions, quote unquote, that I just shared, there could be things that you say over yourself, over your family, over groups of people in geographical locations that has impact, all right? So the idea or the concept behind a negativity fast is to become aware of how we actually hinder our lives through self-pronounced word curses and concluding statements. Like, I can't do this, I'm so dumb, I can't believe that I, right? Like you just start speaking all this negativity over yourself and if you have this negativity that you're speaking over yourself, you're likely having that as a lens that you're seeing other people through and speaking negativity about them as well, okay? So what these statements, these quote-unquote harmless statements are doing is they're really reflecting that we don't understand how powerful we are. Because if we did, we would use our our mouth (laughs) with wisdom, right? We would only speak life. We would only speak blessing. Now, this doesn't mean that you're going to diminish or ignore problems that need to be addressed. So I do want to talk about that. But it's really deciding that we're not just going to carelessly speak over our lives because when we carelessly speak we really find ourselves in in a prison right of restriction and difficulty by our own choosing almost because we we declared that over our lives we prophesied negativity over our lives and sure enough we're living in it right so here is what i want to highlight all right a negativity fast is not denying that problems exist, okay? It's not denying that. It's not stuffing things down and just repressing things that are wrong because out of the abundance, the the mouth will speak, right? And so that can get it in a funky or a weird context. It's not 
critical of others who may be struggling, right? There's there's seasons too where when you're tired, when you're overwhelmed, when you feel like you've been hit on every side, <laughs> right? It can seem like a really big challenge to stir up your faith, to stir up joy, to really guard your mouth, right? It's also not your responsibility concerning the things that need to be done. So a negativity fast is not any of those things. So what is it? It is determining to focus more on God's promises than problems, okay? No matter what situation we find ourselves in, we get to decide to focus on God's promises more than our problems our problems. We can praise God in the midst of a difficulty. We can choose where we're going to put our faith, right? So negativity fast is also learning to speak with hope about even the toughest of issues, right? And the most challenging time to exercise hope is in when we're in a tough situation, right? A negativity fast is becoming solution focused rather than problem focused. It's refraining from giving voice to pessimism, criticism of others, self-criticism, and other forms of unbelief. So it's not being ignorant to unbelief, right? It's actually recognizing things for what they are and deciding what you're going to come into agreement with or partner with. It's speaking about problems to the right people in the right way. So for example, if you have really... um, let, let me see how I can say this. If you're if you're walking through some emotional trauma or if you're processing some belief systems that that are bringing a lot of discomfort, having a therapist and somebody walk through that with you is incredibly powerful. So scheduling that though on your calendar. So during this window of time when I'm talking to my therapist, that's when I'm going to be speaking about problems to the right person at the right time and being equipped with with tools or a shift in perspective that can really help me walk through this in a productive way so I can really get the lessons and release what doesn't serve me, right? And the negativity fast is also replacing negative words and thoughts with positive words and thoughts based on the promises of God, okay? So really and truly, if we want to make a lasting difference in life and in our lives, we're to focus our prime attention on the spirit and what's happening in the spirit. That's where everything is going down, right? A lot of times though, we focus on conditions and can get so frustrated because it doesn't look like what we think it should and we're not experiencing it the way that we expect it a lot of times, right? But faith, (laughs) the faith walk is very different and that is completely spiritual, right? So everything is spiritual. I'm one of those people that I believe everything that I do is connected to spirit, right? So I don't see how you could separate your family or how you could separate your business or how you can separate your personal life or how you can separate relationships. Like, I don't see how you can separate any of that from good orderly direction, from spirit-led living. I don't I don't see how you can do that. Like, I don't compartmentalize my faith. I exist <laughs> because of God and that that's the focus, right? So here's the thing. When we're doing this kind of work, the beauty of this is that Holy Spirit reveals what our agreements are. And usually when we're partnering with a lie, our emotions are giving us feedback, right? We we can feel heavy. We can feel resistance. We can feel anxiety. We can feel 
stress or overwhelm. And these things we actually feel and experience, not just emotionally, but we feel it in our body. So when you're stressed out, things that I notice, for example, I am breathing really shallow, (laughs) if at all. (laughs) I feel stress and tension, usually my neck or shoulder area. I feel sometimes a knot in my stomach if I'm worried about something. I feel some like tension in my neck, right? Like I can see where it builds up in my body, okay? So we can experience that stuff. So that's usually revealing where I'm not full of faith because when I'm full of faith, I don't notice any of those conditions, right? So Holy Spirit will reveal our agreement with a lie. Holy Spirit will hold up to us and give us that gentle nudge sometimes, that conviction about this is a lie. This is not what God says. So what we can do is, We renounce the lie, meaning we come out of agreement with it. And this is something that I usually do out loud. And then we choose to replace it, right? So whenever you come out of agreement with something, you've got to replace it. So we come into agreement or harmony with a few things, with what God says we are or with who God says we are, with what God says that we have and with what God says we can do. All right. So that's another way that you can assess if you're believing lies or not. If it doesn't agree with any of those three things, it's a lie. (laughs) Okay, so we can move forward in life when we're doing a negativity fast, right? By asking God for greater revelation of truth so that we don't unintentionally pollute our spiritual atmosphere. A lot of times we do that because we're just idle. We're in neutral. We're just going through the motions. We're not being intentional. We're not visualizing. We're not meditating on God's word day or night. We're not full of his word, right? And then because we get so busy sometimes, we're not even sensitive to the Holy Spirit to even recognize if we're believing a lie or not. Okay, so that's why sometimes if you're not being still, to know God (laughs) and how spirit is revealing himself to you, right? Then you can also check in with your emotions and see what you've been feeling a majority of your days, right? And what have you been living in emotionally? If it's a majority negative, you're likely believing a lie, okay? One of my mentors, Steve Backlund says, any area in your life that doesn't glisten with hope is under the influence of a lie, all right? So just think about that. What area of your life feels hopeless? Likely you've partnered with a lie in that specific area, okay? So John eight thirty one through 32 is another scripture that I want to hold up here. And this one says, if you hold to my teaching, so the good news, the word of God, right? You are my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So one of the first things that you can do, and I I absolutely had to start doing this, is read your word. (laughs) Buy a Bible and start reading it. If you don't have one, get one. If you're not reading it, literally block time to read it every day and start getting the truth in you. And a little bit of time especially in the beginning, and even just in general, will go a long way. Even if that's 10 minutes, meditate on a word. Be present with that word. Get God's heart about that word and what that means personally for you, right? So what I want to hold up with this verse is, here's the thing. If you want freedom, how do you get it? The truth. (laughs) Get more truth in you and the truth will set you free. 
Where we get it twisted is we start partnering and agreeing with a lot of the lies the world is selling us, right? That if I connect with this person, then I'll be free. That if I get this position, then I'll be free. That if I have X amount of dollars in my bank account, then I'll be free, right? We're told all these things, but it says very plainly here and simply, if I get the truth, right? <laughs> if I know the truth, the truth is what's going to set me free, all right? So priorities is what that highlights, okay? So what we believe is the determining factor of whether our lives are moving forward or backward. Woof, that is a mic drop, right? What we believe is the determining factor of whether our lives move forward or backward. So our lives are gonna move forward if truth is influencing us, right? Our lives move backward if we keep believing lies and literally limiting ourselves into a prison of restriction and difficulty. Right? When I don't believe I'm worthy, when I don't believe I'm enough, when I'm focusing on lack and limitation, I'm literally locking myself into a prison that I'm not meant to be in. And I don't have to be in that. Like I am creating that. So when you recognize how powerful you are, then you'll also recognize how you are actively limiting yourself and you can decide to be intentional and not live and work against yourself, okay? And two ways that I typically do this, like that example that I shared, Holy Spirit will reveal to you when you are believing a lie, you can renounce it and come out of agreement with it and you can declare the truth and come into harmony with that. And you'll know because you'll have that inner peace and that divine satisfaction, right? But another thing that I do in the moment, if I am hearing something or if I am really just like receiving a word or sensing something, I will say that I receive that, receive it by faith. It's really important to mix faith with what we're hearing. Or I'll say, I don't receive that. So if I'm hearing somebody speak something negative or if they say something or if they're giving me feedback and I know that the spirit's not behind that, I can say I don't receive that, <laughs> right? Or if somebody's releasing a word that doesn't resonate, I can say I don't receive that because I am really the guardian, right, of my soul. I don't have to receive everything that's that's spoken, right? I don't have to accept it as true, okay? And I can receive what I know is true and what's backed in God's word. I can receive it by faith, okay? So if somebody's releasing a prophetic word or giving a testimony, you can receive those things as an impartation, all right? So how I, I know that this is true, not, not just by personal experience, but I'll give you a word too as a walk in my talk example here. Right, so this one is coming from Hebrews 4.2, and it says, For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us, just as they did, but the message they heard was of no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. Okay, so another version says, It did them no good because they didn't share the faith of those who listened to God. It did them no good because they were not united by faith. Okay, so this is just highlighting that it's really important to not just declare things or not just receive things, but to actually mix our faith into it. All right, so I really want to highlight that. Now, Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Okay, another one says, let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth, but only such is good for building up, 
as fits the occasion. So this is not only being intentional with your words, but it's also being receptive to the spirit and exercising wisdom, okay? Because not everything needs to be said, and there's so much power behind a word that is spoken in season to really impact somebody, all right? So our words, again, if you're not getting it, (laughs) our words have the ability to impart death or decay or destruction or life or grace or goodness and blessing, okay? And those that say they can do something or they can't do something, they're right. The word says, be it unto you according to your faith. So whether you're partner with negativity or positivity, you will have what you say. I hope you get that, okay? So really what this is highlighting is Proverbs. This is highlighting Proverbs 18, 21, which says, again, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat of its fruit. So you would really benefit if you choose to be a student of your words, okay? So I'm going to walk you through something practical that you can do to start becoming a student of your words. So here's some steps that you can take. One, (laughs) go read Proverbs 18.21 for yourself, okay? And something that I would do is I would just make a list of things that you find yourself saying every day. Like, what do you find yourself saying, all right? Or what emotions do you find yourself living in every day? And then get to the root of that. What is behind that emotion? So for example, if I am worried, I have a fear that is causing me to worry, okay? So what is the fear? If I identify the fear, then I can renounce it because a fear is a lie. Fear is not of God, right? So if I can renounce the specific fear, then I don't have to live in worry. I can live in faith and expectancy and have that hope restored, right? I'll come into harmony with the truth and I'll experience a difference and my world will adjust. The atmosphere will adjust because I'm that powerful, right? So start becoming aware. Just do even a daily practice of making a list of, if you can, if you're really aware, self-aware, Reflect on the statements that you find yourself saying every day, or if that seems like a stretch, at least reach for the emotions that you're living in every day, okay? And about how much time are you living in them, okay? And that will really reveal to you what you're living under the influence of, okay? Next, I would prayerfully consider. So prayerfully, I just usually invite Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, reveal to me any area of my life that seems hopeless, right? Just show me any corrupt words that I'm saying or that have been spoken over me that I've come into agreement with that have caused this hopelessness, okay? And then write down what is revealed, all right? So if you're not getting there on your own, definitely prayerfully go through that process and let Holy Spirit start revealing things to you and just journal them out. No judgment, right? Just journal them out because the truth will set you free. So know that that's where you're being led. You're being led into more freedom, into wholeness, okay? Now, press into God for a revelation of what I call the kingpin, all right? 
And this is the lie that seems to be the main source of that hopelessness, all right? So for example, let's say that you're in a relationship. Let's say that you're wanting it to, you're wanting a certain outcome in this relationship, okay? Maybe maybe you're single and you're really wanting marriage, right? And it doesn't seem to be happening. It seems like there's all these blocks that are preventing that. Likely, <laughs> you've started losing hope or you might have partnered with a lie or the original revelation that you've got about the relationship you no longer are in agreement with because you've been focusing on conditions and what's happening instead, okay? So find the lie, like I'm never gonna get married or I'm not worthy of love or whatever it is. Find the kingpin, the main thing that you're partnering with that is creating the problem. It could simply be, I'm not loved. That could be it, I'm not loved, right? But is that true? Is that true, right? And you'll know you're not loved because it could be leading you to do some really strange things like being a people pleaser or being codependent or looking to somebody else to make you happy or hyper-focusing on outcomes because you're not loving yourself, really. You're not staying in agreement with love. You're starting to really believe the lie and starting to show up in agreement with the lie, right? So what you want to do then is renounce the lie in the name of Jesus. So I renounce the lie that I'm unlovable. I renounce the lie that I'm unworthy of the relationship of the divine spouse, right? Or the ordained relationship that God's designed for me, okay? Renounce the lie and then speak the truth over yourself in that area and just allow yourself to receive that impartation of your declaration, of the faith declaration that you're saying over your life. And then you can also find people that can pray that and believe that with you. Sometimes partnering with other people's faith, right? You wanna mix faith in. So sometimes if you don't have the faith yet, you can partner with other people that can be standing in the gap with you, okay? And then what I like to do is make a list of declarations that I can proclaim throughout the day. So in this example, if this is you, (laughs) this is for somebody, but if this is for you, make a list of declarations that you can proclaim morning and night. So just truths from God's word and personal promises around love for you, right? That have been given so that grace can be imparted to you on a regular basis. And that will just keep you in a state of confident expectation. It'll keep you in a place of hope. It'll keep you in a place of worthiness. It'll keep your love on, right? It'll just keep you strong and and sturdy and stable with what it is that you believe, okay? So just going through those steps one more time, pray, invite Holy Spirit to guide you where you've partnered with a word curse or where you've spoken a word curse over your life and just write down what comes to you. Okay, in any area of your life, this could be around finances, this could be around relationship, this could be around identity, this can be around legacy, this could be around business, it could be around anything, literally, okay? So write down what's revealed and then renounce the lie. What you want to do, you want to look for the kingpin, the main lie that's behind all these negative emotions that you're feeling, all of this... um, judgment or criticism or just heaviness that you're experiencing, find the kingpin and renounce the lie and then start declaring the truth and imparting faith over yourself and make a list 
of all of these declarations that are just full of God's promises that you can be declaring over your life. I like to put them on index cards and drop them in my purse. You can have them, maybe some people put them on their mirror. (laughs) You can have them in a accessible place of some kind, whatever that is for you, so that you can really be declaring that over yourself because you're going to notice you're going to be tempted to go back to what has been normal for you. All right. So the work is going to be to recognize that, renounce the lie and declare the truth and do that as a practice until you are literally living in agreement with truth. Okay. So bonus is to just start taking note of what happens when you do the negativity fast. That's something that I like to do too. Like when you are initiating this, again, the recommendation or the encouragement here is do it for 30 days. This is something that you want to continue every day of your life, but to get into the practice, do it for 30 days and then start to recognize and just jot down notes of what is changing in your life. Are you noticing what you're experiencing is different. Are you noticing your relationship with with yourself to be different? Are you noticing a change in your relationship with God? Are you noticing a difference in how you show up in your work environment? What are you noticing? And how will you continue to carry this forward? Okay, so this is a negativity fast. My encouragement is that you would become a student of your words and recognize that you are powerful and and choose to become intentional about that. Like don't live life by default. Decide to be deliberate and intentional about what you are creating and how you are influencing yourself and others and watch what happens, okay? And I would love to hear feedback too. So if you want to get in touch, be sure to do that as well. You can connect with me over at julianapage.com. You can follow me at the Juliana Page YouTube channel and all my social media links are also on julianapage.com. And if you would like some coaching in this area as well, that is something that we can definitely explore together. I have different coaching programs over on the website as well. Again, that's julianapage.com. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.